chapter four of the book of elves and fairies for storytelling and reading aloud this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the book of elves and fairies for storytelling and reading aloud by francis jenkins olcott the potato supper from ireland some folks say that the little people the fairies were once angels that were cast out of heaven for their sins they fell to earth and grew smaller and smaller and to-day they dance on moonlit nights in fairy rings and play all manner of pranks be that as it may one night a merry troop of them was capering in the moonshine on a nice green sward by a river's bank the little fellows were dancing hand in hand with their red caps wagging at every bound and so light were their feet that the dew trembled but was not disturbed so they danced spinning around and around and twirling and bobbing and diving until one of them chirped cease cease with your humming here's an end to your mumming by my smell i can tell that a priest is now coming and away all the fairies scampered as fast as they could some hid under the green leaves of the foxglove and their little caps peeping out like crimson bells others crept under the shadows of stones or beneath the bank of the river and scarcely had they done so when along came father horrigan riding slowly on his pony he was thinking to himself that he would end his journey at the first cabin he came to and so he did for soon he stopped at the little house of dermod leary and lifting the latch walked in with a blessing on all here and a welcome guest you may be sure was father horrigan for no man was better loved in all that country but when dermod saw him enter he was troubled for he had nothing to offer for supper except some potatoes that his wife was boiling in a pot over the fire then he remembered that he had set a net in the river there'll be no harm thought he in my stepping down to see if anything has been caught so down to the river went dermod he found as fine a salmon in the net as ever jumped from water but as he was taking it out the net was jerked from his hands and away the salmon went swimming along as though nothing had happened dermod looked sorrowfully at the wake that the fish left shining like a line of silver in the moonlight may bitter luck attend you night and day cried he shaking his fist some evil thing sure it was that helped you for did i not feel it pull the net out of my hand you're all wrong dermod there were a hundred or more of us pulling against you squeaked a little voice near his feet 
and the whole troop of fairies, hundreds and hundreds of them, came rushing from their hiding places, and stood before him, their red caps nodding violently. Dermot gazed at them in wonder. Then one of the fairies said, Make yourself nowadays uneasy about the priest's supper, Dermot Leary, if you will go back and ask him one question for us. There'll be as fine a supper spread before him in no time as ever was put on table. I'll have nothing to do with you at all, at all, answered Dermot. I know better than to sell my soul to the likes of you. But the little fairy was not to be repulsed. Will you ask the priest just one civil question for us, Dermot? said he. Dermot considered for a moment. I see no objection, said he, to the same. But I'll have nothing to do with your supper, mind that. The little people all crowded near him, while the fairy answered. Go and ask Father Horrigan to tell us whether our souls will be saved at the last day. And, if you wish us well, Dermot Leary, you will bring the word that he says. Away went Dermot to his cabin. Please, your reverence, said he to Father Horrigan, may I make bold to ask your honor a question. What is it? said Father Horrigan. Why then, said Dermot, Will the souls of the little people be saved at the last day? Who bids you ask that question, Leary? said Father Horrigan, fixing his eyes sternly on Dermod. I tell no lies about the matter, nothing in life but the truth, answered Dermod. Twas the little people themselves who sent me. They are in thousands down on the bank of the river waiting for your word. Go back, said Father Horrigan, and tell them that if they want to know, they must come here to me themselves, and I'll answer that and any other question. So back Dermot hurried to the river. The fairies came swarming around him. They pressed close to his feet, with faces upturned as they anxiously waited, and Dermot, brave man that he was, spoke out boldly and gave them the priest's message and when they heard that the whole multitude of little fairies uttered shrill cries and groans and they whisked past dermoid in such numbers that he was quite bewildered then in a trice he found himself alone he went slowly back to his cabin opened the door the fire was burning brightly, the candles were lighted, and good Father Horrigan was seated comfortably at the table, a pitcher of new milk before him, and a bit of fresh butter from Dermot's cow, and Dermot's wife was handing him a big, handsome potato, whose white, mealy insides were bursting through its skin, and smoking like a hard-ridden horse on a frosty night. Dermot sat down at the table and began to eat without a word, and when Father Horrigan was through, the good priest smacked his lips and said that he had relished 
the hot tasty potatoes more than a dozen fat salmon and a whole fairy feast end of chapter four recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c